Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life. Do another episode for season 22. This is the uh, cognitive transitions for ISTPs. I'm going to try to keep it as direct and short and close to the point as I possibly can, like my fellow ISTP brothers and sisters out there. But we all know that's not going to happen, and it's probably going to be insanely long and drawn out and very tangential and potentially as triggering as possible uh, to every ISTP who actually watches this. But luckily, this lecture is not just for ISTPs, but also for all the people out there who know ISTPs as well. I also got my little uh, fuzzy microphone right here. That's uh, pretty cool. Um, and uh, I think I may actually be stranded in a Walmart parking lot at this moment. We're not entirely sure, but I felt it wise to, at a minimum, uh, film a lecture uh, while being uh, potentially stranded here at Walmart. Uh, and maybe uh, the ISTPs out there could tell me what's wrong with this vehicle. We're driving in this vehicle, we're going on the freeway, and all of a sudden it started making this weird noise, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like you would normally hear with a, uh, a car accelerating, except it mostly is uh, localized to the right side of the vehicle towards the um, um, uh, right front wheel well. I think it might be a belt issue. Either way, I think I've concluded this car needs to go to the shop. So, anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, cognitive transitions for the ISTPs. Uh, we talk about cognitive transitions because it's important to understand the four sides of the mind. We learned about the four sides of the mind uh, in Season 17. We also learned about quadras in Season 17. Season 22, we're discussing uh, the four sides of the mind, uh, what they're for, how to get into them, how people get in them. And cognitive transitioning, remember folks, you know, when you take like a, an MBTI test or whatever, which by the way, most results from the MBTI test you get are false. They're only one out of five accurate if you're taking an online test. If you're doing an actual paid MBTI test with an actual proctor in a person, you can get to about seven out of 10 accuracy as long as the person who's administering the test it takes about an hour to two hours explaining it to you so you can come to a more informed uh decision at the end of the test but again it's still not very accurate there's still a great margin of error available to you so but the reason why i mention this is because people have this thing where it's like oh i'm an istp but you know sometimes i'm an istj or sometimes i'm an estp or you know all those things are complete and total utter crap and not real and don't listen to what people say about it uh the reality situation is is that if you're an istp that is your ego. You have an ENFJ subconscious. So when you're in your extroverted mode, you go into your ENFJ subconscious. Or you also have an extroverted uh, ESTJ shadow, and you go into your ESTJ shadow, basically. You also have an introverted superfluous ego, also known as a superego, uh, which is the um, um, INFP uh, superego. So just, uh, just beware of uh, the different four sides of the mind, uh, you know, as a result of that situation. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I just got to move around the camera because I don't want, like, people to, like, show up on the, in the camera frame. It's not ideal. Uh, but anyway, uh, so so keep, keep that in mind, you know, the cognitive transitions are basically, you know, given a certain situation in your life, like, let's say you're trying to solve a problem, right? As an ISCP, you're trying to solve a problem, uh, 
and for some reason your ego, your ISTP ego just can't solve that problem, well, you're going to transition into your subconscious, your unconscious, and attempt to solve that problem. And that's literally how the mind works. And in other cases, it can go it can go a lot further than that. You know, we start talking about cognitive focus, where you can actually start favoring one of the four sides of your mind. And uh, depending on the situation, like for me, you know, growing up in my family, I was the only pragmatic uh, in in an, in a completely affiliative family. Even my extended family we were affiliative. And it's funny because my family right now is completely divided between those who are pragmatic versus those who are affiliative. And it wasn't until my sister married a pragmatic type that my family started to realize that pragmatism actually has merit, uh, which is kind of interesting. But until then, given that, you know, I've been the black sheep of my family for the like, longest time, you know, it just it it just got to a point where it was, um, you know, pretty, uh, pretty frustrating to that end. Gosh, I'm going to move this microphone because it is like super, super heavy right now. Sorry about that, guys. If I'm blasting you right now, I'm going to sit it right there. I think that'll be better. Um, yeah, it looks like looks like the sound decibel is a little bit better. I've been trying to manage the sound system a little bit because this microphone is like insanely sensitive and I have yet to figure out how to control the gain on it. Um, at least this... Um, uh, this uh, Filmic Pro hasn't exactly been forthcoming for uh, helping me figure that out. Um, but I'll, I'll get there eventually. Probably play with it as soon as I'm done uh, filming this because, you know, hashtag stranded in a Walmart parking lot. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, but the point is, you know, everyone has the four sides of the mind. Everyone transitions in them to solve particular situations. You can kind of get stuck in a side of your mind or you can or you could favor... Uh, one of your sides of your mind, and usually that's because of human nurture. Now remember, the mind is made up of human nature versus nurture. Nature is your personality type, it's your psychology. Nurture are all the things that happen to you, or at least the results of other people's natures impacting upon you. Like, for example, when you get dragged away for being a total alcoholic, or maybe you got caught snorting some coke off of a hooker's ass, you find yourself in a situation where you've just been dragged away, uh, you know, uh, you know, to, to jail or whatever, you know, it's the same kind of concept. Uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta deal with the consequences of the, of those decisions that you made because that's your nature in that particular moment. But that's really going to have a huge impact on you because force, force was used upon you uh, when that had happened, and people are forcing you to be in jail, for example, and exerting force on you. So when people exert force on you, uh, it can cause you to favor one of the other sides of your mind. So like if you're an ISTP, for example, when force is exerted upon you, you are liable to go into your ESTJ shadow because your choice is being, your personal free choice is being taken away. And that can be like a serious issue. Now, and by the way, I'm actually referencing a memory of an ISTP I had talking about that uh, situation. Happened in Vegas, and uh, I'm sure they definitely enjoyed that uh, time in the slam. Uh, but anyway, if if that part of the story is even accurate, as they have told it to me. Uh, but uh, regardless, you know, like this stuff happens, and it's really necessary to just kind of be aware of how important cognitive transitions are. And... Uh, you know, like I said, uh, it, 
you, depending on the nurture in your life, you can end up favoring a size of mind. And 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 it, and again, it's no different for me. Like I'm INTJ focused, I favor the INTJ side of my mind. Um, and again, that's because my family would rather me be an INTJ shadow than an ENTP ego, which is you know my ego. And really, I didn't really understand who I was completely until after I had left my family, and then I was able to become like myself as I am, regardless of my family being around and imposing their will or their their um, their traditions or their thinking or their way of doing things on me personally. I was able to you know get away from them and and get out of that situation as as has been necessary on many occasions. And in my coaching practice, when I'm verifying people's types, for example, and talking to them about their psychologies, I've noticed that a lot of young people, especially young people who have not left the home yet, like so like say they're 18, 19, 20, and they decide to hire me to verify their type, I tell them what their type is, but they're very resistant to that idea because they see themselves being a different type entirely. And the reason for that is because their ego within their family has not been allowed to exist. This happens all the time. This happens with ISTPs a lot because they are extremely pragmatic. They're triple direct. And uh, that could be that could be an issue um, for an ISTP, especially with TI Hero. And ISTPs oftentimes find themselves socially or culturally as a minority within a family, especially if they're like an ISTP woman, that's that's especially hard. STP women and NTJ women have it pretty difficult uh, in family upbringings. I would venture to guess that STP women kind of had it a, a little harder because they're insanely masculine. NTJ women are very masculine, especially ENTJs, but STP women, I like... They're very, very masculine, very, very concrete. And it's like, you know, you'd expect a woman to be able to know how to dance and do womanly things, but you look at an STP, STP woman and they look at you like, wow, you know, stop being, you know, like insert, you know, some anti-homosexual slur here and you'll you'll understand exactly what they're going to say. Um so and that's and that's and that's pretty normal. That's that's pretty normal for for ISTPs because they just you know they don't want to be they don't want to be treated that way. And I think that's that's just something necessary to help them you know help people kind of understand where their point of view is. They just want to have freedom and they don't want to have obligations. They don't want to be taken advantage of as a result of that at all. Gosh, this background is just horrible here. Hopefully that's better. So anyway, um, so cognitive transitions, like, it's really important to understand because, you know, then you can understand, like, you know, what, where the angel on your shoulder is, where the, uh, um, uh, where the, um, uh, the devil on your shoulder is, basically, and you could, and this, and it explains why, you know, when you interact with the four sides of your mind, it's like, you make statements like, well, you know, sometimes I'm like this, or sometimes I feel this way, or sometimes I think this is true. And you can just feel conflicted. And it's really, that's just the four sides of your mind conversing and coming together. So ISTPs, you know, you guys are known as the artificers. Uh, you have absolute mastery over physics or anything physical. Um, 
which is incredible. You can build anything with your hands. You can manipulate the physical environment around you. And you have an uncanny mastery of true and false uh, logos, logical thinking, uh, to the point where you could basically outthink anyone. Uh, now, although sometimes TI Hero can be so powerful, it can actually reduce a little bit in accuracy because it is open to making assumptions, which can be an issue. Thank God there's TI Parent out there, which, uh, you know, it could be a little bit it could think a little bit less, or at least it's not as powerful in terms of being able to outthink everybody, but it's technically more accurate. So, because it, it, they require additional time to actually reach conclusions and whatnot. And that's why our ESTPs get it from. But and but an ISTP, at the end of the day, no one's gonna be able to outthink them. However, because of that, that can lead them insane, to like a point of some insane, you know, insane stubbornness, etc. Uh, define yourself uh, as a, an ISTP on the type grid. You're direct, you're responding, your movement, also known as progression. This means you don't do so much in terms of planning as much as you do in terms of um, uh, attempts. You know, someone who's very uh, outcome focused will plan as much as they can and just make one solid attempt, whereas someone who's progression will not really care so much about a plan and just make attempt after attempt after attempt and then learn as they go. That's more of an ISTP approach. So direct responding progression or direct responding movement makes you guys finish your type so you focus on finishing what you start. Your temperament is your interest base, so you're aware of what you get out of the situation versus what someone else gets out of the situation, which can be really problematic for an ISTP because ISTPs sometimes will lose all motivation until they like actually are getting something concrete out of it for themselves, uh, which sometimes can cause them to... Um, sacrifice other people's safety for the sake of their own freedom of choice. Um, so it, it's a huge balance there. I'm a proponent of civil liberties in every way to the point where I think civil liberties are even far more important than death or other people's death, basically. If other people's lives are put in danger for the sake of civil liberties, so be it. I maintain that's the case. But at the end of the day, we have to be responsible and wise about that, which means you know, there is, you know, there is some kind of balance there to a point where while civil liberties ends up being the priority, we have to be aware of the consequences of our actions such that if our freedom of choice could potentially put other people in danger. Uh, and, you know, this is something that, you know, like an ESTJ would, would definitely preach to an ISTP on a regular basis. However, my own pragmatic bad self, who amoral self, uh, would still like to mention that hey guess what you know still at the end of the day civil liberties are more important than anyone's personal safety but we still have to love our neighbor as ourselves and respect our neighbors so there's a lot of different um, different ways to go about doing that ISTPs however can be very responsible with that while they can be really super irresponsible about their own freedom of choice they can be responsible with how their freedom of choice can negatively impact other people and they can manage blowback in a really good way. This is why ISTPs have really insanely high reaction times. They're very tactical. Uh, they're probably the most tactical. If you want them in like a, you, you know, do you, want a, do you want a general in a firefight? No, you want an ISTP in a firefight because an ISTP is gonna be able to find their way out of that f firefight. Like if you wanna know like all the, out of all the types, which types are going to survive, 
it's probably going to be an ISTP. ENTPs also like have this huge survival rate because they usually see everything coming before it happens. But an ISTP, that NI child just has this almost this unlimited, uncanny luck, and they can just get their way. Just get they they can just get their way. I mean, that's that simple. So they get their way. Yes, ISTPs getting their way. Hmm. Well, it's their way is the way out basically, and that's it's really fantastic and really cool to watch uh, to be able to see them have that, but. In either case, uh, you know, when it comes to the four sides of the mind, it's it's under it's really important to see, you know, hey, how do you how do you use your cognitive transitions? How do you how do you make how do you make these decisions, right? So the reason why is because you can cognitive transition in a responsible manner, also known as an orderly manner, or you can go in, or you can cognitive transition in a chaotic manner. Why is this relevant? Is relevant because it just shows what level of maturity you have. Dave Superpowers, for example, will talk about how, oh, you're like an ISTP, but you're a jumper, which means you're more TI and uh, NI focused, you know. Those are those are TI and NI cognitive loops, okay? Yeah, Dave Superpowers does have a point. Um, the thing is, is that I maintain that when he's talking about jumper, it's not, it's not really... Uh, um, it's not really like a subtype or, or different type per se. It's actually a position that somebody has within their own cognitive development. It just means that their parent function, their auxiliary function is underdeveloped. Because remember, your functions develop in this order. Your hero function is first, followed by your child because of the optimistic functions first, then your inferior function because it's attached to your hero function, and then your parent function develops last, or also known as your auxiliary function, it develops last and it's the last function in your ego to develop. And this is why all of a sudden you have ISTPs making huge risks, taking huge risks that has bad consequences in other people. That is an immature ISTP, uh, where the decisions that they make actually have negative consequences for others. This is why you find situations where ISTPs are often you know, the other man or the other woman in relationships, and they're the ones facilitating cheating for other people. So cheating spouses, so cheating wives, cheating husbands, the ISTP is the one that they're cheating with, basically. And, and I would say this happens more so with ISTPs than any of the other types, actually, specifically because their parent function is underdeveloped. And, you know, just like all SPs, SPs really, really struggle with knowing the consequences of their, of their actions, with ISTPs having probably the biggest struggle knowing consequences to actions of their own actions because of expert intuition trickster. However, if they develop their SE parent, they can understand how the things, the choices that they make will cause other people to have good or bad experiences. So they have to, then they learn to actually be a little bit more careful. So over time, an ISTP ends up becoming the most careful of all of the SPs, which is actually really fantastic if you think about it eventually an ISTP will have a larger understanding of safety than even an ESTJ ego, which is hilarious because ISTPs are the most, you know, in a lot of cases, dangerous uh, or, or willing to take the most risks out of all of the types, which is, which it's, it's incredible to understand that SI critic dichotomy. But anyway, 
so back to the four sides of the mind. So what are the four sides of the mind? Again, their ego is the ISTP, their subconscious is the ENFJ. This is what causes the ISTP to desire to become a really good teacher. They like to teach in volume. They like to, t instead of just having like one person to teach, although they, they do do that, but they prefer to like, almost even have like a classroom situation. ISTPs are amazing at metal shop, wood shop, uh, or teaching landscaping, or teaching people how to do HVAC. They see themselves as teachers, and they're amazing teachers. I've had the honor of being taught by multiple ISTPs in my life. Definitely, uh, the ISTP who has taught me the most is my cousin, Mike. Fantastic fellow. He owns his own HVAC company, a uh, multi-million dollar company, although they're really struggling right now, given the viral situation and the crisis. But uh, he's definitely... Um, He's definitely, you know, self-made man, uh, went all the way, did a little bit of college and then started his own business. And he's, he's just never given up. And he's taught so many young kids along the way, including myself. Even when I was homeless, I was able to eat because of the work that he'd give me. And I'd find myself underneath houses doing stuff and he'd pay me. And I was always very appreciative of any of his help. Uh, and I learned so much about myself. I also contributed to me becoming a man ultimately, and I'm very thankful to be mentored by him. And this is what you can have ISTPs. You can have people like me who are eternally grateful to you because of all the time that you've invested in strengthening other people and giving them skills. Because ISTPs are that jack of all trades, and if they really focus on something they want to do, they can gain mastery in that one skill, although it will take them a while. INTJs technically better on the skill mastery thing because INTJs have this thing where they're like, I can master literally any skill. And they also have the highest benefit from practice. However, they'll lose that skill if they don't use that skill. But they can master any skill and do it very quick, but they'll lose it as soon as they stop using it. And also INTJs have an insanely difficult time teaching other people that skill. Whereas an ISTP can focus on that skill they won't necessarily lose it if they don't use it. It'll just take them a lot longer to reach mastery. Uh, but they do end up having the ability to confer that mastery upon others and teach other people. And this is what an ISTP does with their ENFJ cognitive transition. And it's the best part of themselves. It really helps them contribute to other people. Uh, and then they're, uh, it just, it's amazing. The, uh, the other part of their mind is their kind of middle management, managerial, ESTJ side. Um, sometimes they can get a little too controlling when they're trying to control other people's lives so that they end up having freedom of choice more, which is understandable. But uh, regardless of the matter, uh, ISTPs, you know, the ESTJ uh, shadow, um, you know, they get to a point where they really understand things like safety, uh, personal safety, uh, they're able to to understand, um, you know, a lot of like risk management. That's a big deal. Uh, they they eliminate risk, uh, and in some cases, over time, they actually start to eliminate waste because STPs are insanely wasteful. Uh, but they can, over time, learn how to eliminate waste uh, as a result of the ESTJ examples that they have in their lives because ESTJs are amazing at reducing waste. ENTJs are the best at reducing waste, uh, in, in my opinion, but uh, but an ISTP can get to a point where they can absolutely reduce waste. It can be pretty wasteful starting out, but after a while, they start to realize how important every little resource is that they have. And potentially, here's another cool thing about it, the ISTP's ability to jerry-rig a situation or a system 
or something uh, similar to that. Um, uh, that's important because uh, they can end up taking a part that uh, didn't belong in a certain place and then just make it work, basically. Uh, and that also cuts down on waste because they'll just, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. They will find a way to make it work. That's what they're all about. So it gives them some ingenuity uh, capabilities in that area. And then the other side of their mind is their INFP, uh, dreamer, mystic side of their mind. It's the darkest side of their minds. Um, and if it's pissed off, it will destroy other people's futures and it will believe, and it will feel like it's their moral obligation to destroy the futures of others. A good example would be my INF, my ISTP grandfather, he found out that I accidentally fished too much because I was irresponsible and he had taught me to fish and he felt responsible for me uh, not fishing correctly and accidentally fishing too much. And he came to me and he's like, you know, you're going to be really in trouble. You know, you can't do this. You're so irresponsible. He got in my face. He was super angry, super essy ragey. And he's like, I taught you better than this. What the hell are you doing? You know, you can't disrespect the land like that. You can't disrespect the water like that. You can't disrespect the fish like that. You know, it was it was a really, really hard lesson. And it's kind of funny. This is also the lesson that... Uh, Tom Brown Jr., who's also uh, an ISTP, he's a survivalist. Um, his techniques, even the knife that he uses, uses uh, was used in that Tommy Lee Jones film with Benicio del Toro, The Hunted. Uh, and Tom Brown Jr. was like the uh, the uh, an ISTP that they brought in. Uh, he was trained by uh, uh, Native Americans when he was young, uh, and he has this huge respect for the land. And he always tells people to have a similar respect for the land. Uh, in the same way uh, and it's just amazing to me and when I was small when I was a little kid I did disrespect the land and I was irresponsible and my grandfather never let me hear the end of it but honestly I'm very thankful for that because it was a, it was a huge lesson I it's one of the times where I was severely ashamed and I will never forget that lesson so every time I'm out in the land I always brings I always remember my grandfather every time getting in my face and telling me you need to respect the land you need to respect the water you need to respect life and I was like okay and I do uh, and it's thanks it's thanks to him and his influence uh, and him speaking the, those truths to me that I was able to realize you know how I can improve and I became forever improved and then furthermore I have taught my children to also have a same level of respect and all thanks to these ISTPs in my life even their superego is very valuable in some capacity while it can be very negative um you know another negative example is it's like wow you don't value me so i'm going to do what i value i'm going to go to vegas and you know uh snort coke snort coke off of a, a hooker's ass or something like that and be like super mega responsible or just gamble and lose everything at the roulette table i've witnessed this so many times with ISTPs, especially when they have the severe fight with their wives and then they just don't know what to do and they either completely shut down inside or they go off and act out like that. It's so insanely irresponsibly. Because remember guys, they're Templar types. ISTPs are Templar types. They are definitely going back and forth between this, you need to be responsible versus I'm a hypocrite. And they just really struggle with that fight of hypocrisy every which way that they go through. and. You know, 
and it really just comes down to how they're using the four sides of the mind. How are they cognitive transitioning? So, so the first cognitive transition is their ego, and that is, you know, okay. So we have we have the, the ego, and uh, the first gateway to be able to do that because the gateway functions are the hero function, the inferior function, the nemesis function, and the demon function, right? And the hero function is basically okay. Are you irresponsible or are you responsible, right? And this really is like the journey of the development of the parent function. Okay, yeah, fair enough. We discuss more of this in depth in season 19. If you want to learn, if you actually want to watch season 19 and learn how to become the best version of yourself, the to reach cognitive integration, to reach enlightenment, basically, I recommend going to season 19. And on season 19, uh, you can find that at uh, csjoseph.life/patreon. Um, super, um, super important. Gosh, everyone likes to be in my camera view today for some reason. So yeah, uh, so based on that, like understand, you know, it, it really, it's kind of given to you by default. I mean, you know, rite of passage for men or women, basically, it's really a, a point in time where you have suffered enough in your life, even as a child, to where you realize that you're strong enough on your own to actually get through that suffering. And then because of that, uh, you know, you are able to take responsibility for things, even for things that are not necessarily your fault. And that's really the difference between, uh, you know, the men from the boys. I was a boy one time, and I thought that if it's not my fault, it's not my responsibility, which the reality situation is that's a lie. That's that's an absolute lie. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, sometimes you have to take responsibility for things that aren't your fault, and that's a true mark of a man, um, and that's that's a high level of maturity, it's a high level of manhood, and that's basically what going into your ego is all about, developing your ego. It's about reaching that high level of responsibility, basically, uh, that level of maturity, right? Um, which, which is excellent. But, you know, uh, and, and developing, uh, developing that is, is absolutely integral. The thing is, is that most young people don't develop that sometimes ISTPs and they end up having really bad habits like drunkenness and drugs and illicit sex because like for example ISTPs have this problem where they can like have soulless sex where they can have sex with somebody and just not care it's just sex to them um, whereas there's some types out there like mine that just really can't do that ENTPs like it has to mean something in fact with most of the intuitives it has to mean something Although NTJs can completely remove themselves from it entirely, and so NJ types can completely remove themselves from it. It's a little bit harder for NFJs to do it, but they can turn off their FE if they have to, and it's just sex to them. It's not, like, actually meaningful, which is a problem. But, uh, but, uh, the, but the thing is, is that, you know, over time, you know, when these people like realize, you know, when they're developing their egos, yeah, I should probably be a little bit more responsible about that. Then all of a sudden, these meaning, you know, meaning comes from it. And, and you know, to talk about that further, I mean, you can read Twelve Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson, Chapter Seven. It talks about do what is meaningful, not expedient, as I've talked about so many, many times. But anyway, you know, the point is, the ego is just—it's just there. Is like, you know, if you're going to go in it chaotically, you're going to be super immature. That's just the bottom line. If you're going to be transitioning into your ego, 
in a uh, orderly manner, you're going to be a lot more mature, right? And a person reaches their maturity, and that's basically what the point of the right uh, the rite of passage is. It's also where quarter life crisis comes from. Quarter life crisis comes from you transitioning into your ego in an unhealthy manner. What's funny though is that oftentimes people don't realize how horribly their own families contribute to quarter life crisis. It's super ridiculous to me. This is why I advise people, especially if you're in Western society, to get away from your family as soon as possible. If there's a way for you to be emancipated before you're 18 and you can move out and get away from your family, do it. It will help you psychologically in so, so many ways. Unless your family is actually very accepting of your ego um, and is willing to work with your ego, then fair enough uh, because you have the room there. But sometimes families don't give you the room to have your ego because it's like, you know, uh, they're affiliative and you're pragmatic, as was my case. And I was trying to behave pragmatically and they wouldn't have it. They're forcing me to be affiliative. But then my mom, she's an ISFJ. My ISFJ subconscious is, uh, is affiliative. Uh, it's the only affiliative side of my mind. And the, but she's the ISFJ of the family, so I couldn't be ISFJ either. So, and I couldn't go to my superego because it wasn't that really well developed, and it would always blow up in my face every time I try to go to my superego. So my only choice is INTJ shadow, which is why I favor INTJ. That's why I'm shadow focused. That's why it's my cognitive focus. That's why I've stuck in my shadow for so long, due to the due to that lack of acceptance from my own family, right? Well. It's no different with ISTPs. When they find themselves in that situation, they may end up stuck in their ESTJ shadow, being all dutiful and all about what other people wanting and neglecting their own personal freedom of choice because they're not given a choice because it's been completely taken away from them. This is why I'd recommend those ISTPs to get away from their family sooner than later because if not, when they have that quarter-life crisis, they're going to start acting out and going to Vegas and doing those horrible behaviors that I've already outlined, which I don't recommend. So anyway, based on that... Uh, you know, guys, it's it's really, really important that you protect your ego in a certain way. This is funny because most people are like, oh, C.S. Joseph is telling everyone to be egotistical. And C.S. Joseph is against ego death. Yes, I'm against ego death. That You're damn right I am because ego death is a lie. The reality situation is is that we need to be mature and we need to be responsible. If you want to learn more about that, season 19, csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon. So then the uh, second the second transition is going into their ENFJ, which we already talked about a little bit earlier, talking about like them, you know, running shop class, for example, or metal shop. But the ENFJ, if you use it chaotically, you're going to be very afraid. ISTPs are going to be very afraid of letting other people down, afraid of being a burden, and this will allow other people to take advantage of them. I don't know how many times like ISTPs have given me things, and I I'm like dude, I could like easily take advantage of you here. And I'm even telling my cousin Mike, dude, I don't want to take advantage of you. I don't feel comfortable doing this. You know, I, I can't do that. And he's like, well, it's because you have that attitude, Chase, that I'm actually doing this for you. I'm like, okay. And then he gave me some money, and I used that money, you know, as responsibly as I could and whatnot. But, you know, it still blew up in my face, and I regret it ever since. But the point is, it's a very valuable lesson that, that I'll never repeat. And thank you, Mike, for that, that tutelage. But the point is, is that, you know, they can be easily guilty of things because they're afraid. They fear, uh, you know, making other people feel bad. But the thing is, is eventually is that they realize that they become so much more intelligent, so much smarter when they're actually helping other people. And when you're helping people, guys, you don't have to feel bad. You don't have to feel guilty. If you know for a fact that you're actually helping somebody, then tell them the truth. Tell them the truth regardless of the consequences, no matter how harsh it is. 
because feeling that pain will actually heal them. It's called negative help. I've had so many STPs treat me like crap to the point of being of looking like they're being abusive when the reality situation is they're just trying to burn the lies away. But I was so ignorant to realize that they were they weren't helping me. Instead, I got butt hurt and accused them of being abusive when the reality of the situation is they were actually trying to help me and trying to save me from my own depravity, which a lot of people can't very much accept. But this is just how STPs work, especially ISTPs. They're just trying to teach you people. Let them teach. And ISTPs, you can't feel guilty, you can't feel bad if you're actually helping someone because one, you're getting more intelligent. You get far more intelligent through helping somebody than actually learning a thing in a school. That's a fact. The other thing is too, who can complain if you're helping them? I don't care how harsh you are to them. Who can complain if it's for their benefit? You see what I'm saying? So guys, definitely continue to practice negative help because we are in the last days now. And in the last days, people will throw truth to the ground. That's Daniel chapter 8. The people will abandon sound doctrine and sound teaching in exchange for gathering themselves up teachers that will teach them what their itching ears want to hear. And they'll chase myths and, and abandon all truth. So how about ISTPs you just be those you know harsh you know people who tell people the truth for their own benefit? This is what the ENFJ subconscious is all about. This is how you reach happiness. If you don't do this, guess what? You're going to have midlife crisis because you're not teaching anyone because I have no meaning in my life. Yeah, it's because your subconscious is where you extract meaning. So maybe you shouldn't have that. So get over your fear and realize you don't have to be afraid if you're helping someone and teach somebody. People like me out there exist where I will learn and I'll take those lessons with me forever and you'll be teaching other people through me. How many of all the mentors that have ever taught me gain the benefit of me teaching other people based on things that they have taught me? It's like this teaching pyramid scheme. And USTPs have that on lockdown. You know what I'm saying? So understand that's how important it is for ENFJ subconscious. You can really be there for people. And thus no one has a right to tell you that you're a bad person if you're helping, if your freedom of choice is not compromising the safety or the well-being of other people. If your freedom of choice is creating a win-win for yourself and others and not a win-lose where you get a win and it's all good as long as you get yours, right? Yeah, no, don't do that, ISTPs. It's wrong. And then the third gateway, your nemesis, where you're worried about whether or not people are intelligent, where you're worried about statistics, whether or not they're actually true, where you're worried about whether or not you've done the research, where you're worried about whether or not you've achieved enough in your life, Stop caring about that, guys. Like, seriously, realize that it doesn't matter what you achieve. You will achieve because you're smart enough to get through any situation that's thrown at you. You're the master tactician, right? No one can out-tactics you. So in any situation that you're thrown in, you're going to be able to have that high reaction time. You're going to be able to get through it, no problem, and you will find a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. And you always get out of it, ISTP, so you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about the rules. You don't have to worry about the laws as, because you will find your way through. You don't have to worry about what other people think about you. You don't have to worry about whether or not you have enough credentials to qualify for the job. The reality situation is you're TI hero, which means you're basically smarter than everybody else. So stop putting up so much stock in credentials and schooling and academia and focus by learning through doing. And seeing what other people are doing so that know what you know what you want to do. 
Live your life based on what you want to do, not what other people want to do, not what people are telling you what you should do, okay? Stop focusing on theory and start focusing on practical application and learn as you go. That's the secret to ISTP success. As a result of that, you don't have to be worrying about your achievements anymore because you are achieving as you do it. You are going to succeed. Who cares if you fail? You'll figure it out because ISTPs, you always, always, always figure it out. You always figure it out. It's super important. So don't let go of that. Don't forget that. Understand your responsibility in this area. As a result of that, you'll start to understand what rules actually matter, which principles actually should be upheld, you know, which systems, which, uh, uh, which achievements are actually worth it. Is it worth it for me to get a bachelor's degree or is it worth it for me to get a forklift or a welding certification? Which one's gonna make me more money the fastest? Gee, I wonder. You see what I'm saying? These things are how to live life. Don't don't focus on what other people focus on other people's thinking. Focus on your thinking. And who cares if no one necessarily values your thoughts? Who cares if people think less of you for being who you are? Who cares? Just focus on helping other people and doing what you want in a way where it creates win-wins for other people. It's not necessarily about you. But it's also important that you don't allow yourself to get out of it either. Love your neighbor as yourself, ISTPs, is super important because you can't love, you have no business loving or taking care of anyone else unless you could take care of yourself first. No business whatsoever. So, so anyway, you know, uh, ESTJ shadow development is great because as soon as you understand what's actually important, you know, you can take charge, you can lead people. You're already taking charge and leading their, their training, but then you could actually lead people in a, in a situation. What if there's a situation where there's something unsafe? What if there's a situation where your civil liberties were being removed? What if there was a situation where people were looking up to you and asking you for your thoughts and whatnot? You would be able to prepare, you would be prepared to advise them and organize them in such a way where it makes perfect sense. You would be able to take far more responsibility Instead of like having this, you know, crap mirror where it's like, well, if you're irresponsible, that gives me license to be irresponsible. Hmm. Yeah, that's effective. And that's like super annoying and not actually accurate. Just because other people are irresponsible doesn't give you license to be irresponsible because guess what? That's the highest form of hypocrisy that you can have for yourselves, ISTP. And it's really annoying. Let go of it. Stop being uncertain about your achievements. Stop being uncertain about what other people think. Because guess what? It doesn't matter. Be certain in yourself. Certain that you can always find a way. Certain that you will always figure it out. Because guess what? You always do. It's not your fault that you just forget that you've always done it that way. How else is it possible that you got from where you were before to where you are now? How is it possible? Oh, that's right, because you figured out everything in the moment. So realize that that's never going to go away. And just because it seems like, oh, it might be different this time. No, actually, it's not really different this time. And you'll start to realize it's not actually different this time. And you'll start to realize that you actually always do figure it out. Which means you can have faith in yourself. Which means you don't have to worry about 
bullshit credentials or or degrees or or anyone else's thinking you can rely on your own thinking and verify it don't allow it don't get don't be too stubborn as to not to listen though because remember if you're going to be transitioning into your enfj side you need to be willing to listen in order to teach one cannot become a teacher unless they are a student and if one is a teacher they must be a student far more they must be a student twice as much for as much as they are teaching don't forget that so get over your guys's worry get over your uncertainty you know so so remember so far we've covered to uh for transitioning in a in an orderly manner into your uh, your ego be mature make mature decisions right to uh, transition orderly into your subconscious uh to gain access to you know a shot at happiness and avoiding midlife crisis guess what stop being afraid you have no business being afraid if you're helping other people because if you're helping why what why can they why can they complain about it and you don't have to be uncertain about your credentials or whether or not you've done enough research you always will figure it out so you don't ever have to worry about uncertainty ever again the uncertainty of your nemesis function and you could through certainty orderly use and be more managerial more organized uh more watchful more careful as to what's happening because you know that you always be able to figure out a way to get out because where there's a will there's a way and finally the final gateway which is the demon function which is where a person's you know hatred versus love exists basically to use it in a way for good otherwise you know it's like hey you know well you don't value me well then i don't value you that kind of a situation don't have that point of view instead get to a point where it's like um you know you end up you end up understanding like the, the the true like what's really important in life right and through helping others you start to see you know by meeting their needs and also meeting your own needs you start to really see what's really important and this allows you to that as you teach people you come to realize that you're actually providing them a better future and that it's your moral duty to cause them to think things about think think, think about things differently to uh, approach things differently and whether or not you're even aware of it or not they will have a better tomorrow and while you feel so fulfilled and you feel so good about being this mighty mentor who's teaching other people through your ENFJ subconscious all of a sudden it's like okay well crap i'm actually you know people are having some really good futures now like like my cousin mike he'd have never guessed that i would have gotten to where i am today and honestly i owe it to him i owe it to my istp cousin and you know and his infj father the templar people in my life my my wife is an estp and she's a templar my my cousin mike's brother nick he's an estp right there's these templars all the time and they've taught me so much and i'm very grateful to them and i carry their teachings with me everywhere i go and i've developed principles and concepts as a result of those things and because of that i've had a better future and other people will have a better future through me and this is literally the power of INFP superego. What it's not focused on selfishness and hedonism and illicit sex and unlimited drugs and gambling and irresponsible uh, behavior, but it's focused on contributing through teaching other people wholesome, wise, practical knowledge that they could utilize to get through their lives so that they end up having a better future. And that is the power of the FI demon uh, in its orderly transition. Absolutely necessary. 
and because of you ISTPs, we end up having a better world. I know that sometimes that you guys get super mega depressed, that you get super mega melancholy, because it's all you just want to you want to extract as much joy as you can out of this world. And sometimes you can go with your super ego and be all hedonistic, and it's all about your joy. But you know at the end of the day that that joy is absolutely worthless if you are not sharing it with somebody and doing it in a responsible manner. So if you want to share it with somebody and be responsible about it, first be responsible, focus on yourself, and then as a result of that responsibility, you will attract other people who are responsible. That way you're not going to find yourself in that hedonistic uh, trap or that pit, basically. And then as a result, you'll become somebody who is far more capable and uh, uh, able to fundamentally transform people's lives forever and ever and you are not even aware that you even do this all because you're not afraid to tell them the truth all the because you're helping that you're showing them how to do things responsibly in a responsible manner all because you are making the right decisions based on what you want to do and uh, creating win-wins with people and not win-loses and because you are focused on helping others and not necessarily helping yourself uh, only and uh, not giving in to your own joy but creating an experience of shared joy this is the ultimate mission of the ISTP and the thing that will cause you to avoid three-quarter life crisis if you know what I mean so anyway that is season uh, 22 uh, cognitive transitions uh, for ISTPs if you found this lecture useful helpful educational or enlightening please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube or leave a comment below if you have any questions about the cognitive transitions, let me know. If you would like to go even deeper on these cognitive transitions and uh, where uh, to learn more about cognitive integration or be the best ISTP you can be, Season 19 is available at csjoseph.life forward slash Patreon. Don't forget, guys, the final episode of Season 19 is due out this month. It is the INFP episode. I believe it comes out on Friday. So check it out. It will be uh, available then, and I hope to see you guys there uh, for that uh, awesome lecture. So anyway, folks, uh, thanks for watching, and uh, I'll be back very soon. Have a good night, and uh, I'll, see you, I'll see you guys. Yeah, I'll see you guys tonight. Later.